Hey everyone, welcome to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Bueller, and I'm here with my co-host and twin sister, Brittany. Hey guys! Today we are talking all about the Florida Gators. We're excited to be joined by head coach Jenny Rowland and senior Alyssa Bauman. Jenny is heading into her sixth season as head coach and has led the Gators to three NCAA Super 6 appearances, an SEC championship in 2016, and the SEC regular season title in both 2019 and 2020. One of the team leaders is Alyssa Bauman, who is now in her senior year. Alyssa is a five-time All-American and a 2018 and 2019 SEC Beam Champion. And of course, prior to college, she was a four-time U.S. National Team member and a member of the 2014 World Championship Gold Medal winning team. Jenny and Alyssa join us to discuss preseason training, the mindset for the team this season, and what they think of their chances to get back on top of the podium. Stay tuned after the interviews to hear our lineup predictions for the Gators, and also what we think this team is capable of this season and beyond. So before we get into the interviews, we just wanted to take a moment to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and to share what we're thankful for. So I'll go first. I am thankful for, in my personal life, my family and friends, um, obviously having them to support me, to make me laugh when I'm down, especially this time of year and also just this year in general. It's been a hard year, so just to have people surrounding me and, you know, keeping the spirits up, super thankful for that. And then in gymnastics, I'm really thankful to be alive and be able to witness Simone Biles and to, you know, yes. be able to live in the Simone Biles era. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. I feel like... You know, she's somebody who's so iconic and she's going to go down in history as one of the greatest gymnasts of all times. And just to look back and, you know, think that we've seen her live and we've gotten to witness her make so much history. It's just really cool to be a part of, especially as, you know, such a big gymnastics fan. So I would definitely say that (laughs) it's a good one. So I would say for me personally, I'm thankful for good health for myself and for my family and friends. Like you mentioned, it's kind of, you know scary right now with the coronavirus and all the cases that are going up so I'm thankful just to be in good health and that all the people that I love and care about are in good health and I'm also just thankful for personal growth that I've seen in myself within the last year I think last year was a really hard year for me I would say probably one of the hardest years of my life so far and all you know despite all of the challenges of 2020 I feel like I've just become a better person a stronger person and I feel like I'm you know on the right path to being to becoming all that I you know have wanted to be my whole life you know the person that I'm supposed to be so um I love that (laughs) yeah so I'm, I'm just I'm grateful and I guess as far as gymnastics I am so thankful for college gymnastics. I miss college gymnastics. I miss gymnastics in general, but Mm -hmm. I will never again in my life take gymnastics for granted. You know, going to a gymnastics meet and, you know, being able to meet new people and interact and just, you know, have fun and watch gymnastics. And being in an environment that makes us so happy. Like, we were just talking about this earlier, but just going to a meet and, you know, hearing the music blasting and seeing the gymnasts and the sparkly leotards and just that feeling you get when you're at a meet, it makes us so happy and we look forward to it so much. So I agree with you. I will never, ever take for granted being able to watch a college gymnastics meet live or any gymnastics live. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you know, there'll be gymnastics meets that are kind of, you know, in our area. And sometimes we wouldn't go just because I was like, oh, you know, I have you know something else I can do instead. And now I'm like, looking back, I'll never ever like, 
I'll always want to, you know, seize every opportunity that I can to go mm-hmm. see live gymnastics and never make excuses for why I can't. Yeah. Because, you know... You don't really realize what you have until it's gone. Yeah, exactly. And now it's been, you know, almost a full year without gymnastics and I'm like just so ready for it again. And you guys will hear this in our interview with Jenny coming up in a moment here. One of the things that she says towards the end was just how college gymnastics in general just brings joy to so many people. And that's so true. You know, us included. We just love college gymnastics. It makes us so happy, especially this time of year. It's the winter. Like I have like seasonal depression. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's too much information. No, for it's you a real thing. So that's just something that makes us happy. And I know it makes a lot of other people happy as well. So I like that. That's a good one. And I think a lot of people would agree that they're never going to take advantage. Being able to just go out and do anything anymore. <laughs> so that's definitely a good one, you know, to, to sum up how we all feel in 2020. Yeah. But either way, lots to be thankful for. And hopefully you guys can, you know, kind of look back and even in this year, find something to be grateful for. Because I do think that even if there are small things, you know, there is stuff that we can all be thankful for. So... Hopefully you guys can, you know, reflect on that and and share those with us. And if you have something that you're thankful for, whether it's gymnastics or not, and you want to share it with us, please do that. We'd love to hear. You can just reach out to us on social media. We are at AllThingsGymPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, we just want to say that we don't know what happened, but during our interview with both Jenny and Alyssa, apparently our mic wasn't on um we still don't really quite know what happened because we both recall like double checking to make sure the mic was plugged in and it was turned on and we, we, we tested it right before yeah so we're a little bit confused but you might notice that the audio during the interview you can totally hear it it's not the end of the world but it's not as good of quality as we would want it to be and you know as we would expect it to be so we do apologize for that hopefully it's not you know too much of a problem for you guys but and the mic's not broken because obviously we're using it right now right it sounds fine, so. it's one of those things like you know how you could swear you can look back mm-hmm. and swear that you did something, and then it just turns out that you didn't. I do know it. I did it, so I, I I'm watched kind of... you plug it in. <laughs> yeah, but and the light was on, so I don't know. We just wanted to make you guys aware of it in case you're. I mean, some people don't notice stuff like that. Some people do. Now you're going to notice it because we pointed it out. But <laughs> we just wanted to let you guys know that, um, you know, this is... We didn't get rid of our mic or anything like that. We just um, <laughs> apparently didn't turn it on. So sorry about that. But hopefully you can still enjoy the interview. <laughs> Why don't you start by giving us an update on how practice is going? The team has been back since September. So what are your thoughts on what you're seeing in the gym and, you know, the progress of the team so far? Well, um, actually, progress is going really well. I'd say we're just a tiny bit behind in a few areas as far as practice goes in our normal preparation for season. Um, however, there's been a lot of things come out through this break of COVID that has done a lot of our athletes good. Um, you know, little nagging injuries, you know, that just, you know, carried on that we managed, we maintained have disappeared completely for some, which is really nice. Um, but for the most part, things are pretty, pretty normal as normal as can be at this day of age. As normal as it can our, be during a pandemic. Our, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Never, never done this before. Um, you know, it's, it's a learning process on a daily basis, but at the same time, 
um, it was it was a bit of a struggle. I'm not going to lie. At the very beginning, there was a lot of apprehension from the athletes, just from the staff, from everybody. You know, how do we do this? What are we doing? And um, just over the last you know months, it's it's becoming more normal. It's becoming natural for us. And um, you know, the the team's doing well. The most challenging part, I would say, is you know our team activities you know, and how they're done. Um, they're done in smaller groups. They're done more one-on-one outside of the gym. Um, but as far as training goes, we're all together. Uh, we're all six feet apart and wearing masks, except if you're up on an event, um, which it's the new norm. And you know what? It is what it is. And really just constantly being mindful of being present going, you know, minute by minute, hour by hour, day to day, and just doing the best we can at, you know, at that moment. Right. So you guys finished the season last year, third on vault and bars, first on beam and second on floor. So pretty well balanced as a team overall last season, there really wasn't one event that was stronger or weaker than the other. What about this season so far? What are you seeing? Is there an event that you feel like is going to be the strongest for the team? Beam. (laughs) No, um, really, um, it's a very, it's a very similar team to last year. Uh, We lost four amazing seniors and gained four amazing freshmen. And I, I don't like to say, you know, that any person is replaceable. Um, However, you know, scores, looking at scores per se, um, it's going to be, it's going to be very comparable. Uh, We've got a great combination of power and strength and grace and depth for us has, I would say in the past, always been an issue. And who knows, you know, when it comes to contact tracing during season, you know, that it could, it could pose a problem for anybody. Mm -hmm. However, vault and floor in general, we have good depth on our team. So that's, that's really exciting. Um, bars and floor, we, we definitely have less athletes that are able to train those events. Um, but uh, vault and floor definitely are, we're, we're quite deep. And I wanted to ask you about some athletes in particular. One that I know a lot of fans have been wondering about is Jasmine Fulberg because she came into Florida and she was a really big recruit, big name coming in. And she's kind of dealt with a lot of injuries throughout her career at Florida. So what can we expect to see from her this season? Well, um, exciting to say Jazzy's training for events, um, looking strong and really just doing our very best as we always do to try to be mindful in numbers for Jazzy. I I expect to see her in more than one event uh, that you did last year, more than Vault. Uh, Bars is coming along. Um, She's training an old new routine. I think uh, I don't want to give away too much, but it could be very exciting. Um, And really, you know, just getting, you know, all the athletes in general, just getting that strength up, which is what uh, we saw, you know, all of our athletes lose a lot of is just that gymnastic strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so just making sure, especially um, she's strong, healthy, we and she especially would be able to maintain an entire season. Uh, so really taking it a little bit slower for Jazzy. But at the same time, I think towards the end of the season, mid season into the season, you're going to see a lot of her. 
That's exciting. And what about Peyton Richards? Because she was another person last year as a freshman. It was phenomenal. What are your expectations for her this season? Uh, freshman all around her last year. Really can't say enough about about Pay. She she led. She not only led us in many events. She was first up on a couple events, but she anchored on a couple events also. So really, um, she is just that consistent athlete uh, that you know you can rely on. She's a very cool, calm kind of kid. Her and Jazzy are like two peas in a pod. Nothing, you know, truly excites them and, you know, nothing really gets them down. You, They're just very even keeled uh, in the gym and that's how they translate onto the competition floor too. And it's really rare that you see that personality and those traits come out on the competition floor and remain just nice and calm. Yeah. Peyton was really consistent last season. I was impressed with her. Did she fall at all last season? I don't think she did. I don't think she did actually. Yeah. Now that you think we'll have, of it, we'll have to go back and check that out. And we'll edit it in, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I was looking at her stats and she was pretty good last season. <laughs> Hey, it's Ashley. Just wanted to make a quick edit and say that Peyton did in fact hit 31 for 31 routines last season. So big shout out to her. And then I wanted to ask about Alyssa Bauman. We've seen videos of her training on bars. Is there a possibility that we're going to finally see her doing all around this season? I sure hope so. You know, it's about time. (laughs) Um, No, um, I, I do believe it's a, it's a very good possibility. And um, with all the athletes, again, taking it day by day, ensuring that we're we're progressing as safely as we can. Each athlete is a little bit different. Um, And yes, she is training very consistently bars and I know she wants it and um, really look forward to, you know, seeing that all come to fruition for her. Is there anyone on the team this year that you feel like might be like a secret weapon or, you know, someone outside of the main key contributors that fans can look forward to? So, yeah, I, of our returning class, I mean, I'll, I'll start like the seniors. The only one we really didn't talk about is Megan Skaggs and she is on a mission once in all four events, um, wasn't inconsistently in four events, was typically on vault and bars for us. And she wants so badly to be, and um, I could definitely see that happening this season. Um, just her, her mindset, her mentality, her leadership for this team. Uh, she just, it, it's all there. All the cards are out and uh, really looking, really excited for all three of our seniors, but um, so I'd say Megan Skaggs of our juniors, two that may have flown a little bit more under the radar last year. Um, really, Sydney has stepped up, taken ownership of her, of her life, of her gymnastics. It's it's just that confidence, and it's so exciting for me to see and hear her speak and you know, what her goals are, and she really is doing a tremendous job in the gym. Uh, Same with Naya Reed. Uh, She was huge for us on vault and floor last year, and we're really, you know, we're we're encouraging her and um, really, really trying to help her with her confidence on beam and bars also, because she's a 
fabulous athlete on both of those events. So it's just a matter of her believing in herself a little bit more on those. But uh, I think we're I think we're making some some progress. And then what about the freshmen? How are they coming in and kind of gelling with the team? And how do you see them making an impact on the lineups? I tell you what, this freshman class, it, it you you never know what you're going to get. I mean, I, I know the personalities. I know their types. And we have four young ladies with completely different personalities who live together in the dorm. And, you know, it could either go great or it could be quite of a disaster I've seen I've seen both you know however these four young ladies they really are very respectful of each other they have huge hearts they lift each other up and I haven't seen a class like this since our four seniors that left this last year Um, that was Amelia Rachel Gowie Sierra and Megan Chant and really these four young ladies it's just I feel like I've got deja vu with them. So really excited about them. They've gelled, they'll they'll jump over the moon for this team. They'll do whatever it takes. Just big hearts, very great work ethics. They, they've already been great leaders for this team and um, really, really excited to see them, you know, come into their own and see how they're going to, transfer all their hard work in the gym um, out on the competition floor. So of course we have to ask about upgrades. Are there any new exciting skills that fans can look forward to seeing this season? I know it's probably hard to say this early in the season, but. (laughs) Let's see. Um, Gosh, vaults, vault, Um, bars, upgrades. Well, you know what? Seeing Alyssa Bauman compete on bars, I think is going to be an upgrade for everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, really just watching her. I mean, it's, it's the little things for me as a coach that I go, wow, you know, just watching her do a kip cast handstand. My, I mean, my jaw just drops. It's so precise. It's so technically perfect uh it's just i'm an i'm an awe so um really i i just you know say that for Alyssa on bars um beam i think people have seen you know a a, a couple a, an additional layout layout or two one of my favorite skills that really i to be perfectly honest did not encourage but i had one athlete you know, say, you know what, Jenny, I want to do this because so-and-so does this. All right, let's train it. Well, that happened. And then, well, if she's doing it, I'm going to do it too, because I know if I've got, if I'm going to make lineup, I need to do that. Well, not necessarily, but you know what, it doesn't hurt to train it. So, so let's try. Um, So you may see, you know, a stacked beam routine with layout layouts you might see um more of a consistent onodi in there um somebody may see an aerial layout every now and then uh we'll see really really training up and you know say same with floor um as far as upgrades on floor can continuing to train what we have done in the past our double layouts our double arabians um, yet again, I will err on the side of health and safety for the athletes. So if it's not ready, if it's not in their best interest, you probably won't see it at that meet. Um, 
they will beg and plead and beg and plead. And when it gets to that point where, all right, you're, you're ready, we're ready, um, then, then let's do it. So really, you know, as far as upgrades and floor with the progression or the amount of time that we've had since we've been back to stay safe, to come back in a healthy form, progressions, I would just say will be a continuation from last year. Okay, nice. And then I wanted to ask you about your strategy when it comes to making the lineups, because Florida has always been one of those teams that has a lot of like top level elite athletes and there's just so much talent on the team. So how do you as the coach go about deciding who gets to compete? I feel like it would be hard. <laughs> well, it is one of the most challenging parts of being a coach on the staff. Mm. Um, and I can't give away all my secrets, but no. <laughs> Come on. I know we're asking for all your secrets here. <laughs> no, no, but really, um, it's a lot of collaboration. Um, and it's a lot of communication and collaboration, you know, in the gym amongst the the student athletes. It's collaboration with the coaching staff. It's you know, watching the consistency of the practices the day in, the day out, watching especially those practices that are a little bit harder, a little bit more challenging. You can tell, you know, it's it's just one of those times where, you know, the energy may not be up, but who's going to rise to the occasion when you need it? Um, the, the inner squads, when we need it, but also have had that consistency on, on the back end. So I... You know what? Every year is completely different. Uh, there are no two years that we think alike, but, um, you know, looking at the construction of the routine, the quality of the routine, me using my judging hat, you know, I'll put that on, you know, every now and then and, and try to strategize as much as we can. There's no offense, there's no defense, but to do the best that we can to continue to get those scores elevated as, you know, we go through that, that lineup. But, you know, my, my thing is you can always throw a 10 the first person up. Um, you can throw a 10 at any time in any lineup, in my opinion. Um, so really we, we could have a lineup with several tens, um, you know, at, at one time. So really just trying to do our best, communicate with the athletes and, you know, let them know why and how, but, um, we're starting our lineups now and um, we're, we're doing inner squads and, you know, we'll have, all right, if a meet was this weekend, here's what we have. So there's no surprise. Um, and just continuing that on through, through season. So looking forward to this season, there's obviously still a lot of unknowns about, you know, if there's going to be a season, what it's going to look like. Are there going to be fans in attendance? I know that's a really big unknown right now for everyone, but is there anything that you can share? Any updates on your guys' design at Florida? What's going on? You know, have you started to plan like your schedule or anything like that? Um, there will most definitely be a season. I expect our schedule to be out within the next week or so, hopefully. I do believe with all my heart, there's going to be fans in the stands. Um, just looking at what Florida has already done in our O'Connell Center, which is where gymnastics competes as well. Volleyball's been in there. Basketball's getting ready to start next week. Um, everybody's having around 2,000, 2,500 people. So I don't expect anything less, um, hopeful. 
and really uh, being mindful of, you know, all the guidelines, all the restrictions as far as testing protocol of the athletes and, and just being most mindful of their health and whoever will be surrounding them will be tested. Um, there will be a certain amount of distance between those athletes and our spectators so that there's, there's I want to say no question of anybody being a contact. Of course, I feel like we learn new things, right. you know, constantly, daily, this and that. So, I mean, I can't guarantee anything. Um, I can guarantee that this team, I already have, have goosebumps. This team, I, I have not had a team come so quickly together with a team goal in mind as this team going through a pandemic, not being able to give those hugs, to have that interaction, you know, that, that close interaction, but really respecting, supporting, uplifting, and doing everything that they can to help each other out to get from point A to point B. Um, I, I can't wait to see their their hearts. I can't wait to see their spirits out on the competition floor. Um, I think it's just going to be filled with joy and just I know we're all thankful and we're all grateful to be able to to do this. And no matter what it looks like out on the competition floor, um, we we can always remember what happened last year and just that gratitude of being able to do what we do and what we love doing and hoping to lift the spirits of others and give that joy to others watching us. Um, that's what we're looking forward to doing. And I want to wrap it up by talking about the team's mindset going into this season. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I've just been thinking back to how you guys have been the last couple of years and you've been a phenomenal team, but in 2019, obviously you guys were disappointed not to make it to nationals. And then last year, the season was canceled after you guys were having a phenomenal year. I think your first two meets, you didn't go below 1978 and you were undefeated, I believe. So what is the mindset coming into the season and what does the team need to do to get back into the mindset they were in last season when things were going so well? As far as the mindset goes, I, I, like I told you at the beginning, there, there was a dip at the very beginning when everybody returned. Throughout the summer, we stayed in contact, we stayed in touch. It still felt very fresh from the season before. Uh, coming back just with all the, the questions and you know, not knowing, are we gonna have a season? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen tomorrow? Um, I think this team has done a really good job of being present and working in the moment. And really that's all we can do and making the most, not leaving any stone unturned from today to tomorrow, trying to be a better person today than we were yesterday and seeing where that leads us. Mm -hmm. um, I guarantee, and, and we've, that this is what, you know, I always tell them, if you put your best foot forward, if you, if you're there, if you're present for your team, um, good things, good things are going to be are happening for them, and uh, really see you know a lot of success uh, happening for this team, and just really wish them the best because they truly uh, their conversations with each other. Um, where we've been doing actually not we 
they have been initiating uh we call them we call them pgms personal growth mondays and just hearing their conversations and what they're trying to um, get across to each other to help each other out to discuss you know hard situations to help in whatever area of life that you know everybody's going through at that point um, just the well-roundedness of this team is truly i i believe going to pay off in their performance um, and them uh, working together as a team out of the out on the competition floor and in turn it's just going to make it a lot easier a lot more fun and um, they're going to have more success that was all we had as far as questions is there anything else that you wanted to add or anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention really uh, i just want to say thankful to be able to have this conversation with you all uh, love talking gymnastics uh, more than anything i love talking about my gators and truly believe that um, they along with all the other ncaa gymnasts out there really bring a lot of joy a lot of pride to not only fans but our sport of gymnastics mm -hmm. and um, really just looking forward to helping create that sense of normalcy for our fans you know across the country yeah, I know we watch college gymnastics every weekend. We pull up like we have our TV, multiple laptops. We get like all the teams going, and I know we're we're crazy, we're intense. But um, uh, I I have to say I'm I'm the same. You know, if we have that early slot, our staff um, we always go out to dinner right after the meet, and we always go to the same place. We go to Ballyhoo's. We have the same table and they have the TVs ready for us. And we finish watching uh, Friday Night Heights. Um, yeah, we finish watching all gymnastics there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, we're excited to watch you guys this season. Your team is phenomenal. It's going to be phenomenal for years to come. Yes. So excited. And you guys have an exciting signing class for next season. So <laughs> one of the best I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, like by far the best I've ever seen. So Florida Gymnastics is about to be dominating wow. years to come. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait till next year with them. We have a lot to accomplish here first before they get here, but uh, really looking forward to seeing these uh, new young ladies come, you know, together on one team in orange and blue. And really, I do believe I'm going to be learning so much from them. Just remarkable young women, um, you know, not only talented in gymnastics, but uh, just uh, personalities and thoughtfulness and, you know, their, um, their support for others. So it's, it's going to be, it's the, the future is bright for the Gators and, um, the future is bright this upcoming season. So we look forward to a great one. We want to take a quick break to thank our gold level Patreon supporters. Thanks to Cindy M, Bree C, Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Faith M, Caitlin P, Kristen R, Lori S, and Sabrina M for supporting our show every month at the highest tier level. With your help, we were able to launch our website a few weeks ago, which we're super excited about. So thank you so much for continuing to contribute to our show. We will have a link to our website in the show notes. You can check it out if you haven't already. And if you want to become a supporter, you can find more information there as well. Now let's get into our interview with Alyssa Bauman. 
don't you just start by telling us like how your semester is going? Are all your classes online or do you have some like in person on campus? Um, all of our classes are online right now. Some are completely online. So you do it yourself. You watch lectures and some are over Zoom. So you still have like normal class time. It's just on Zoom. Um, it's definitely been an adjustment. Um, I kind of like to go to in-person classes. I like to do like half and half. So I have some online, some in person. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an adjustment just sticking to a schedule and making sure that you wake up and you get to your schoolwork and you don't put off lectures. Um, so that's definitely been a challenge, but I think, I mean, we've started to figure it out and um, now it's going a lot better than it did in the beginning. Yeah. Do you feel like as an athlete, you have a little bit more like free time when you have classes online? Cause we've talked to some other athletes and they say that like not having to actually go to classes as much kind of frees up more of the time during the day to do like other things. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do feel that way. But at the same time, um, I kind of liked going to campus and like getting to see everyone. And we have this super nice academic center here that I would use all the time to study. So that made me like get my schoolwork done when I went there. So it has like its benefits. And then like, cause I can wake up and I can go to the store in the morning. Like it's weird that I can like kind of create my own schedule now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of like being able to stay at home and like come in for treatment more freely and stuff like that. So that's definitely a benefit to it. We just got done talking to Coach Jenny and she was saying that it's been, you know, a transition for the team to kind of come back and then not really be able to bond the way that you guys normally do with being able to do stuff as a team, as a big group. You know, what is your take on that? How has it been for you just to kind of transition back to being on campus and, you know, kind of integrating the new freshmen into the team, but not being able to be like a big group like you were in past years? Yeah, so I feel like in the past, um, we get to use summer B. We usually all, the freshmen will come summer B so they can kind of adjust and we can get to know them. And then in the fall, we'll do like different activities. Some are planned like with the coaches, some are just planned with the girls and we can really get to know each other and bond over that. So it's been hard because this year they couldn't come in the summer. So they just started in the fall. And then we haven't really been able to do many team activities. We've had like a couple here and there, but it's very like regulated and distance. And so it's just, it's definitely different, but we've also been having um, some like team like meetings um, before practice. And we get to like talk about, you know, anything that's going on or team goals and stuff like that. And I feel like it's just, you have to put more of an effort when you're in the gym to really support your teammates because you can't really see them outside the gym and you can't spend that time with them. So when they're in the gym, just letting them know like, hey, you can text, you can call me and cheering for them as much as you can. And I do a lot of FaceTimes, I think, now with my teammates. So just like at night, if I finish my homework, I try to just FaceTime one of them and just see how they're doing. Um, so that's been definitely an adjustment, but I think now we're all pretty close at this point and we're just going to keep building on that. And then how is practice going? We hear you're training bars. That's really exciting. Yeah, bars is not my favorite, but I love to 
do all around. And so that's definitely a goal this year. Um, I haven't competed bars since 2016. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely a challenge, but I'm up for it. And um, I actually feel like I'm in a really good place on bars. It's coming along. I didn't, uh, I wasn't able to do my Jaeger for a couple years because I had surgeries on my arms. Um, and so now it's still very limited in numbers, but I'm training that again. So it should be a Jaeger overshoot double layout and we're putting it together. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm excited about it. Awesome. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you hopefully doing all around this season, keeping our fingers crossed. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you about yeah. your double layout on floor because I feel like that's something that has been highly anticipated for you throughout your whole college career. <laughs> you're, you look like you're like, oh no, not the double layout question. <laughs> the double layout on the floor. <laughs> I mean, do you think- Is she gonna do it? You, is it something that you are trying to do or you know, is it something that you're just hoping to maybe do a couple times throughout the season? What's kind of the plan with the double layout? So in the past, um, usually I warm up my double layout. Um, if the floor feels good, then we'll consider it. If it doesn't really feel good, then I'll just warm it up just to make my double tuck better. But this year, I feel like I'm stronger and I feel like I'm in a place where I can push that double layout and I really, really want to make it happen my last year. So we're going to work on it. I have to be careful about numbers with my body. I'm getting kind of old now, <laughs> but yeah, this year, hopefully not every meet. I wouldn't expect every meet I would do a double layout um, just to kind of save my body, but probably a few meets. And then hopefully when we get to postseason, when it's on podium and it's bouncy, for sure we can do it there. So and then what about the team as a whole in practice? Like, what are you seeing in the gym? And do you feel like the team is going to bring some good stuff to the table this season? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, this team is just so talented. And there are some girls, Jazzy um, is looking really good in the gym. I know she hasn't been able to do much um, because of surgeries the past couple of years, but she she's starting to do floor um train all even beam which i know is not her favorite but um she looks really good my other um seniors amazing in the gym um and then these freshmen are just really they're fun to watch in the gym and they work so hard i never see them like complain or anything like that they just keep pushing and pushing even when it's hard even when they're tired there's definitely um, some like skills that are like standing out. Gabby has a double layout full on bars. So we'll see if she um, can do that, but that should be really exciting. And then some people are doing new series on beam, triple series are kind of popular right now in the gym, but everyone looks really good, especially for just starting practice in the fall. Normally we have the summer to kind of build up, but going from kind of zero to a hundred already. Um, I think we're in a really good place. So I guess kind of looking back at your sophomore year, you guys didn't qualify to nationals as a team. And then, you know, last season you came back and you guys were like phenomenal lights out undefeated scoring really consistently within the, you know, 197, 198 range, which is 
pretty incredible. Most teams can't say that. So, and then COVID happened and the season was canceled. So I guess after having two seasons that didn't necessarily end the way that you guys wanted it to, how has the team and yourself been able to bounce back from that? Has that been a big motivator for you guys? Yeah, definitely. After um, my sophomore year, I completely sat down with the coaches and completely came up with a new plan, just how I thought I should adjust my training, how I saw the team succeeding in the future. And we looked at conditioning, we looked at in the gym, we looked at outside the gym and just the team's mentality and all of that. And um, it seemed to really help last year. And we were all so motivated going into last year. Um, so that was pretty devastating to have that in the way it did. And then I just remember after my sophomore year, we watched this TED talk um, with the coaches and it was just about your story is what makes you who you are and it brings you to places that you never thought you'd be. And so we watched that again after this past year. And I think just going into my senior year, we have an opportunity to do something that no one else can say they've done before. Um, and we can take this adversity and run with it, or we can let it stop us. And I can let the past two seasons turning out the way they did just kind of kick me and push me and best note that I can this year, um, especially it being my last year. So I think at first, it was kind of like hard to get going in the gym um, again after another year didn't end the way we wanted it to. But now we're just using it and we're going to make the most of it. What about a goal for the team this season and then any personal goals that you might have? So we talked, um, all of us talked together about our goals for the team. And I think every year our goal is to win a championship to win an SEC championship to win the national championship. Those are kind of the big, you know, obvious goals that we all have, but we came up with a mission statement and we kind of said it was more about leaving a legacy and turning obstacles into opportunities. And that's been a big thing this year. That's what we talk about. We have that all over our mirrors in the gym. And so it's more than just winning. Um, it's about, leaving our mark on the University of Florida. So just doing everything that we can and looking back and saying, we couldn't have done anything more. We took this situation, we took what we had and we did the best that we could with it. And if we can say that at the end of this season, then we reached our goal. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think, I mean, personally, I have goals, you know, I wanna get a 10, I wanna win this and that, um, but, Really, I think my biggest goal is to compete all around. That would just be amazing for my senior year to finally get back to all around again. Um, and then just to leave my senior year knowing that, again, I did everything I, that I could. I gave everything that I could to the University of Florida. That's all I've wanted to do. Um, so, yeah. You're long overdue for a 10, I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> thank you on beam or floor like I, I would accept a 10 for you on either of those events <laughs> I hope so <laughs> how 
how are you feeling as you approach your senior year? And, you know, it's been a long journey for you. You know, you started out as an elite gymnast and then now you've transitioned into college and have been amazing. Some athletes, when they get to this point, they're ready to move on. But then we hear some athletes that say they feel like they're never going to be ready to move on. Where do you kind of fall on that spectrum? Um, it honestly depends on the day. Yes. <laughs> some days I'm like, my body kind of hurts. Um, I'm tired. I just, I think it's, I'm ready to be done. But then other days I'm like, what is life without gymnastics? So I think this year I'm trying to kind of figure out, you know, what I want to do after gymnastics is done. And it's, it's hard, definitely when that's been your whole life for the past 19 years. So um, I think as long as I give everything that I have to this season, um, and I can walk away without any regrets, I'll be okay. And I still want to be involved in sports after gymnastics. So that's kind of something I'm also passionate about and I'm looking forward to. What are you majoring in? I'm majoring in sports management. Okay, nice. You can definitely still stay involved with the sport, hopefully in your career someday. Yeah. What has been your favorite memory from being a Florida Gator so far? I mean, hopefully there's still some more memories to come, but looking back on your career, what has been maybe a highlight? There's definitely some meets that stand out. Um, my freshman year, when we were at home versus OU and we won, that was a special one. When we went to LSU my sophomore year and we won there, that was another special one. And then last year, I have to say, versus Alabama, when we won the SEC regular season, that was so fun. Um, so there's definitely specific meets that uh, stand out, but just the overall experience of competing with a team, um, getting ready with the team before the meets. I think that's always been one of my favorite parts and kind of in general, I think being around some of the best athletes, um, in the world. We have some of the best athletes in the world at Florida and just getting to go to other sports, um, their games and see them perform. And it's just really special because all around in the athlete community here, you just have these phenomenal athletes. And I think it's so special to be a part of that. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about this Gator team. You know, back in 2019, like we mentioned in our interview with Jenny and Alyssa, the Gators really had a disappointing finish to that season. You know, they didn't qualify to nationals as a team. And then in 2020, they came back with a vengeance. This team was lights out. They came out the gates, like, ready to just go kill it. And they did kill it. I mean, to be honest, they had one of their best seasons I think the team has ever had. When the season abruptly ended in 2020, you know, Florida was ranked second as a team. They were third in the nation on vault and bars, first on balance beam, and second on floor exercise. And they did did all of that and they also managed to get a season high 198375 which by the way is the third highest score in program history which that's is a huge score yeah that's incredible so they scored a bob of 198 three times total last season and then also after their first meet of the season they didn't go below 1978 so they started off you know decent you know normally in teams they start out a little bit slow in the beginning that's we come to expect that but after that point they were like 
national championship ready. Like, they were ready for postseason in the very beginning of the season and, and throughout the whole season, it seemed like. Yeah, I think that's what was most impressive about Florida last season is that they they were so consistent across the board and it just felt like, not even that they were getting better every meet, but they were just amazing from the start mm-hmm. and they just held on to that throughout the entire season. And after missing out on Nationals in 2019, it seemed like that whole season in 2020, the whole season that we ended up having, obviously, it got cut short, but... It just seemed like we knew they were going to make it to nationals. Like, they were not going to let what happened in 2019 happen again. Yeah, and I think coming into this season, the Gators still have that same mindset. You know, they're really only losing four athletes. So they had Megan Chant and Sierra Alexander. They did vault throughout their career, weren't consistently in the lineup, so not too much to replace there. However, they did have Rachel Gowie and Amelia Hunley. They were consistently in the bar, bean, and floor lineups for the Gators throughout their four years and were pretty incredible in their own right on those events. Very high, consistent scores. So that's probably, you know, where they're looking to make up ground is with those two athletes. But... It's always nice when you have the same amount of athletes coming in that you have going out. So they're losing four, but they're gaining four. And it's a pretty good class coming in as well. So Ellie Lazari, she is the 2019 JO National Champion in the all-around, beam, and floor. And then she also was an elite in 2016 and 2017. So it's always nice to have an athlete with that elite experience, especially on a team like Florida when you have so many high-level athletes who are, you know, world champions and Olympic contenders and We all know Florida's lineups, they're hard to make. They have so many girls fighting for a spot in these lineups. So I think just having that high-level experience and kind of being able to match some of those higher athletes on the team, it's really beneficial. Yeah, and then there's Gabby Galantine. She was also an elite in 2017 to 2018, and then she was third all around at the JO Nationals in 2017. So again, you mentioned, you know, having that experience. She's another athlete that I think will step right into these Florida lineups and, you know, just fit in comfortably. I think that she has that experience behind her, and she's looking great so far from what we've seen in, you know, the preseason training. The team is also gaining Alex McGee. Her biggest accomplishment, you know, recently in her gymnastics career was her third place finish on bars at States in 2019. She also was fourth on floor and fourth in the all-around at that meet. And then rounding out the freshman class is Chloe Clark. So Chloe was originally committed to Temple, but she gave up her scholarship in order to come to Florida, which was her dream school. I read that online. and <sighs> I love a good story like that. Yeah. I love I, to see people following their dreams. Yeah. And, you know, even though she's a walk-on, I think she does have a lot of potential to grow and eventually contribute to some of these lineups here at Florida. She's actually pretty good on vault. She was second on vault at regionals and then fourth on vault at JO Nationals in 2019. So definitely some potential there to grow but I love seeing somebody give up a scholarship to walk onto a program just because that's their dream school and they're following their passion Yeah, yeah love that but overall you know I'm excited about these freshmen I think that you know they'll contribute not even just this season but in the years to come I think that there's so much potential with this class and you know hopefully we'll see right out the gates that they'll be filling in those scores from some of the missing routines now that we had from the seniors last year. So our projected vault lineup for Florida at least at the moment is Megan Skaggs, Alyssa Bauman, Savannah Shane here, Naya Reed, 
Trinity Thomas, and Peyton Richards. So we have Megan Skaggs in the leadoff position, and that's because she can score big in that position. She's mm-hmm. done it in the past. She got as high as a 9-9 last season on that event, and she only went below a 9-8-5 once. And that's pretty impressive, given that she's doing a Yurchenko full, so it only starts out of a 9-9-5. But, I mean... When you have a full as beautifully executed as hers is, it's okay to have that in your lineup. You know, Florida's one of those teams that they're going to be striving to have as many 10-0 start values as possible. And of course, that's the most ideal thing when you have so many teams around you producing so many 10-0 start values. But I think that they're okay with having a full at the start of their lineup because Megan's vault is beautiful. And, you know, as you just said, she scores really, really well on it. So I think it makes sense to have her in that leadoff spot. And then following that, we have a one and a half train. You know, Alyssa Bowman, we have in the second position. Her one and a half has not been the cleanest or the most consistent, but I do think that she'll be in the lineup. It's her senior year, as she mentioned in our interview. She wants to do the all around this season, and I think doing that one and a half vault is her ticket into the vault lineup. Savannah Shane here has a beautiful one and a half. Same with Nia Reed, very explosive, powerful. And then Trinity Thomas, we kind of went back and forth with do we put Trinity as the anchor or do we put Peyton Richards as the anchor? Mm-hmm. So we put Trinity in the fifth position. That's because that's what Florida did last season. Trinity has a 10 on every single event except for this event. So maybe this is the year of the 10. Yep, this is the one event where she struggled a little bit with consistency and finding the landings, and that's really the only thing she's missing on vault. Her vault is beautifully executed. She gets good height, good distance. It's really a great vault. She just needs to get that landing, and once she can do that, I think that she can not only score a 10 here, but consistently keep bringing in those big scores. And then Peyton Richards, she was the anchor, you know, as a freshman last year, which I think says a lot. Mm -hmm. She has a career high of a 9.95. She's really clean in the air, and I feel like she just has had more of a consistent landing with her vault. You know, whether it was a stick or a small hop, I think you can count on her to go up there and do what she needs to do. Um, she's another one of those athletes, again, that was super consistent with her scores. She only went below a 9.85 twice. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Florida does have some other options potentially for vault. None of them at this moment are 10 start values, but like we said with Megan Skaggs, if you can do a really clean, nice Yurchenko full, then you know, it's worth it because you can still score very, very well with it. Jazzy Foberg, she's somebody that's vaulted in the past. She has a really nice full. Gabby Galantine, Ellie Lazari, the freshman, also wonderful vaulters. And then also Chloe Clark, the other freshman. She is really, really impressive on vault. I was watching videos of her last night, actually. Great height, perfect body position in the air. And she was actually training a Yurchenko double twist before she came to college. And she really? says that she wants to compete it someday in college. I was reading that. So I don't think we're going to see it. Probably not this season. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it this season. But, you know, she's a freshman, so she has plenty of time to work on that vault. And I think she's an option if needed. If they need someone to step in and do a nice Yurchenko full, you know, I think they can possibly look to her to do that. Moving on to bars, we have Peyton Richards, Alyssa Bauman, Gabby Galantine, Megan Skaggs, Savannah Shane here, and Trinity Thomas. 
So, of course, the most exciting addition to this lineup is Alyssa Bauman. As she said, I know, as she said in our interview, she hasn't competed bars since 2016. So, it's been a while since we've seen her on this event. And I think all college gymnastics fans, and especially Florida fans, are really excited to see her on this event this season. She's good on this event. Mm -hmm. And I also think that we've, you know, we've been anticipating her being an all-around gymnast throughout her entire career. So, she's too good to not have some all-around accolades before she's done. I agree. I really think this is overall a really good lineup for Florida. Trinity Thomas, of course, in the anchor position. Phenomenal gymnast. Savannah Shane here. I feel like she could be the anchor on this event. I think we've said this before with other teams in the past. You can flip these lineups around and it would still work. It would still make sense. Yeah. I love Savannah on bars. Beautiful toe point. Her dismount mm-hmm. is like what dreams are made of. So she does a double front half out for anybody that doesn't know. And I personally love her release move. She does a Jaeger, and she just gets so high on it, and I love that she finishes the release before she catches the bar. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how some gymnasts, they're, like, catching right as they're coming down? She's, like, way up there. It's like she has time to, like, eat a sandwich and then, like, (laughs) catch the bar. Sip a glass of wine. Yeah. Like, truly. Like, she has so much time to do some homework. Like, she has to study for an exam tomorrow. Like, there's so much time there to do whatever she needs to do before she has to catch the bar. That's awesome. (laughs) And her dismount, same thing. I feel like she opens up at just the right time. That she's so consistent at sticking it just because of how high she gets and, like, where she opens up. So between the release move and the dismount, how much extra study time do you think she has? A lot. (laughs) Um, we, we, think, we think we're funny. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> Gabby Galantine, she's another one that I'm really excited to see on this event. Mm-hmm. She has a beautiful dismount. Yeah, she has a laid out full in. Gorgeous, perfect straight body position. That's one of those things where you see a lot of athletes try to do this dismount and some have a little bit of a, a closed hip angle. They don't keep that laid out body position that you would see normally with just a double layout. But Gabby d- does not have that issue here. She does a beautiful laid out full end. And I've also seen her doing just a double layout. So it might be one of those things that at first, just to kind of ease her into you know, becoming a college gymnast, they might just have her do the double layout for consistency and then maybe later in the season throw in the full twist. I guess we'll see. But we've seen it in training several times and it looks wonderful. Also, I just want to say, do you notice that a lot of athletes are training that dismount now on bars? Mm -hmm. More now than in the past. You know, we talked a few weeks ago about Michigan. They have several gymnasts in their lineups who are training that dismount. Maddie Wellagora from Alabama is training that. So excited to see, you know, how many girls are actually going to pull that out. Even EMU, I've mentioned before that, you know, I go to EMU, so I follow that gymnastics team closely. They have Courtney Beasel that does a layout full line. Molly Paris, she was injured last season, but she's coming out with that dismount this year. So, yeah, a lot more gymnasts are throwing that dismount, and I love it because it just shows, you know, more difficulty. and it adds, It's more exciting. Yeah, it adds an extra element of, you know, thrill to it. So I really like this lineup for Florida on bars. They do have a couple other options. I think Ellie Lazari could be a good option in this event. Jazzy Foberg, she's somebody we've seen on bars in the past. I think she's great on this event. Um, and then Leah Clapper, I think, could also be another option. Mm-hmm. And I think with, you know, Bauman having injuries in the past with her elbows and having surgery before, I think that it's possible that they might not have her in all the time on bars. That's probably going to be a smart thing to do. So I think that we're definitely going to see some other athletes in this lineup 
Florida is one of those teams that they're always changing their lineups. So they're just keeping us on our toes. Right. You have those of us who play fantasy gym at least. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, you always have the same athletes like Trinity Thomas, for example. She's a mainstay in that lineup. She's going to stay there. Savannah Shane here, she's going to stay there. But, you know, Peyton Richards, Alyssa Bauman, I feel like they're... They're the athletes that you could potentially switch out throughout the season to give them a break or whatever and then have someone else step in. So it's it's good for them to have those options. Moving on to Beam in the leadoff position, we have Leah Clapper. Second up, we have Peyton Richards. Third up, we have Ali Lazari. In the fourth position, we have Megan Skaggs. Fifth, Trinity Thomas. And sixth, the Beam Queen, Alyssa Bellman. This is another event this season that I think is going to be great for Florida. Leah Clapper, I want to start off talking about her. She has impressed me so much. So her freshman year, she wasn't consistently in the lineup. She was kind of one of those athletes that would get thrown in as needed. You know, last minute, somebody has to get pulled out. They throw her in. And she was just so consistent. She always delivered. Mm-hmm. She hit a 9875 every single time she competed except for once. This is her freshman year again that we're talking about. But she was just so 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 impressive like she delivered every time she was needed and then last season she delivered even more her sophomore season than she did her freshman in my opinion she hit a 9975 which is crazy mm-hmm. i don't think anyone saw that coming but i think it's well deserved because she is clean and she's so steady and just as patient and takes her time and you can see that when she's you know doing her tumbling she just looks so calm and relaxed and she's easy to watch on that event you know some athletes that you can tell that they're nervous and you kind of get nervous watching them but she's just so calm cool collected and composed and i just love it and you can trust her to do her job which is exactly what you need in the leadoff and beam absolutely peyton richards is another athlete that you know you wouldn't really expect her to be a beamer i guess she kind of she just looks more like a power athlete to me but she was so consistent on this event last season and you know i think that she absolutely makes sense in this lineup because you want somebody of course it's beam you want somebody that's gonna go up and hit a solid routine And, you know, she's proven that last season. We have Ellie Lazarian. She's a freshman. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to put freshmen in when you don't know, like, you don't know exactly how they're going to handle the pressure of competing in the O-Dome with thousands and thousands of fans. Which there might not be because COVID. But Well, true. Good point. (laughs) But either way, you know, we mentioned in the beginning, I think Ellie has that experience at the elite level. And she's phenomenal on beam. Earlier this year, she competed at, I think it was the Simone Biles Invitational, but she got a 9925. And that's with J.O. scoring, which as we all know, J.O. scoring is way harder. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little bit To stricter. get a 9925, you must be pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. And then Megan Skaggs, you know, we heard Jenny talk about her possibly doing all around the season. I love Megan. She's another one of those athletes that has beautiful technique. I feel like she could possibly score a 10. I don't see her name getting thrown around a whole lot as, you know, in contention for getting a 10. You know, you know how the gym turn is. There's always, you know, the next people that were waiting to get the tens. <laughs> and I feel like I would like to go ahead and nominate her for that list because she's just so beautiful on this event. She isn't always consistently in the beam lineup, but she, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. And, you know, speaking of people that we have, you know, on our list that we want to get tens, um, hello, Alyssa Bauman. She's got a 9975 five times on this event <laughs> in her career. 
That's so over. That's criminal. I, it is. She's beautiful on this event. Like it's literally poetry in motion. Like all of the, the cliche, like cheesy things you could say about someone on Beam, it applies to Alyssa. I could literally watch her Beam routine all day long on repeat. And there's just so many athletes when you look at this lineup just as a whole. So many of these girls can not only bring in just big scores, but potentially bring in tens. I mean, obviously Trinity Thomas, she's done it before. Bauman. She's got to do it this season. Oh, it's like, coming. I, I, feel, I it. feel confident in saying that she will. I mean, I don't, oh, where's Wood? Hold on. Knock on Wood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to jinx her, but like, come on. She's got to do it this season. And yeah, you know, we mentioned Skaggs, Clapper. She was so close to it last season. So there's just so much potential in this lineup. So much goodness. And, you know, I think that Jenny Rowland, she agrees when we asked, you know, what the best event for the team is going to be this season. She said Beam. Mm-hmm. So excited to see what this team can do for sure. And just like with the other events, there are some solid options that you could have go in. Cindy Johnson Sharp, she was in and out of the lineup last season. Actually, her very first time ever competing beam for Florida, she scored a 9925, which is like what a way to start your <laughs> She's career like, on Hello, beam. look at me. Yeah. So that's really impressive. And I think that, you know, she's working hard in the gym. She could definitely see herself in that lineup at some point. And then also Gabby Galantine, the freshman, looking impressive on Beam as well from what we've seen in preseason. Yeah, and there might possibly be some upgrades on Beam. I know that, you know, both Jenny and Alyssa talked about having a lot of triple series, some small little upgrades here and there in this event. So I was going through looking at videos that we've seen so far from preseason and trying to figure out how many triple series they had because Jenny didn't say exactly how many they had and feel free anyone that's listening to this if I'm missing someone there's probably some like die hard Florida fans out there that know the team in and out like how we know Michigan it's like (laughs) I can literally tell you every single fact about Michigan (laughs) so go ahead and tell us if we're missing somebody but for the triple series count we have four so it's Leah Clapper Peyton Richards, Megan Skaggs, and Savannah Shane here, but I feel like I'm missing somebody, so... Yeah, like, that, I feel like Trinity Thomas, Alyssa Bellman, like, none of them do triple series. Not that I've seen. Alyssa did the back handspring layout step out last season, and then I think she was doing the side aerial layout step out, as well as Trinity. I think that was, you know, potentially a new upgrade that we saw from the training videos, so... Just a quick note to clarify, it's actually Trinity that's doing the aerial layout step out on beam, not Alyssa. I don't know where I got that from. Maybe it was just something that I, you know, jumped up in my dreams one night. Not exactly sure where that came from, but it's definitely Trinity that we saw a video of her doing that on Beam, so a potential upgrade for her this season. Let us know, anyone, if we're missing somebody and you know the answer, but still, lots of difficulty and some nice combinations that are, you know, they're becoming more common among the top teams, but overall, when you look at the whole scope of NCAA gymnastics, these are really difficult elements that we're seeing and really pushing the boundaries of, you know, the difficulty level in college gymnastics. And last up, we have floor exercise, my favorite event to watch the Gators on. They have phenomenal choreography. Um, in the leadoff position, we have Megan Skaggs. Second up, we have Jazzy Foberg. Third, we have Allie Lazari. Fourth, Peyton Richards. Fifth, Alyssa Bauman. And sixth, Trinity Thomas. So I want to talk about this first position a little bit, because this is kind of where Ashley and I have gone back and forth a little bit. We have Megan Skaggs as the leadoff, and I think that she's beautiful on this event. We've seen her do well. We've seen her score high. She's not 
been a staple in Florida's lineup. And she doesn't have that big e-pass that we see from a lot of the athletes in Florida's lineup. You know, she's not doing like a double layout or a full line or anything like that. So she doesn't necessarily have that like wow factor with the tumbling, but she's so clean and so beautiful. But just like we mentioned that she is on the other events that, you know, she could do a relatively simple routine. It it feels weird me saying something simple as if I could do any of it. (laughs) But, you know, for a an athlete of that level doing something that's relatively easy and she's going to do it with such clean form and technique that she could score, you know, 995, maybe even 10 just for being so perfect. Yes. And then in the second position, we have Jazzy Foberg. She's somebody that we have not seen on this event since her freshman year. So, you know, we don't quite know exactly how she's looking. We've seen her training a double layout and a full in, you know, in Florida's training videos on their Instagram story. So... But if I can see her contributing in any event the most, I think it's going to be Floor. I feel good about her on this event. She's definitely more of a power athlete. Yeah, she has some pretty solid tumbling, I would say. And then we mentioned Ellie Lazari in the beginning. She's a JO National Champion on this event, so I definitely can see her contributing here. She has a piked full in. And overall, just really great tumbling. Yep, and then Peyton Richards. Really, I guess the whole back half of the lineup with Peyton Richards, Alyssa Bauman, Trinity Thomas. Potential for three back-to-back double layouts, of course, depending on if Alyssa Bauman goes for the double layout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she looked uh, very reluctant to even answer that question. It's hard, you know? It's like season is so long Mm -hmm. and to expect somebody to do you know a high level skill like that week in and week out when they're older especially it can get hard and you know I think that Alyssa will go for it at some point this season like she said it probably won't be a consistent thing but regardless she's phenomenal on floor and I definitely still see her being in the back half of the lineup. I thought it was interesting that she said that sometimes she warms up the double layout just to make her double tuck better. Yeah I know I I thought it was I was like huh Really? Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, her double tuck is really nice. She gets good height on it, and she lands really consistently and has, you know, perfect landing. My favorite thing about Alyssa on floor is how her second pass, she always dances out of Uh it, and it always goes perfectly with the music, and I don't know, I just love it. (laughs) The little things that don't actually matter, but they do to us. (laughs) So, some potential options on this event. Sydney Johnson Sharf. I love Sydney on this event. I want her to be on this event. And I think that throughout the season, even if she's not consistently in the lineup, we'll still see her quite a bit. Mm-hmm. She has a double Arabian on floor, and we've also seen her training a double layout. So, again, somebody who's capable of coming out there, throwing a huge pass. She has incredible choreography. She's an mm-hmm. amazing dancer. And that's what having these, you know, we talk about all the elite athletes on Florida's team. That's what this does for you, is you have athletes that can do so many E-level passes. You know, some teams, they're lucky if they can have a girl that can do an E-level tumbling pass just one, let alone having two in your pocket that you could throw out. You know, so for her, it's kind of just a matter of training them both and seeing which one fits, which one works, which one's more consistent, and that's the one she's going to do. Yeah. So it's good to have those options. And I think the Arabian for Sydney has not been the most consistent so far in college. So that's mm. probably the biggest question mark for her is, you know, if you're putting her in, what is that first pass going to be? Because she's got to be able to hit it. Mm-hmm. We've also seen Gabby Galantine training a full in. She competed a full in throughout her career as a JO athlete mm-hmm. and as an elite. As well as Haley Taylor. We didn't see her a whole lot last season, but we've seen some videos in the preseason and, you know, it looks like a potential option on floor. And then Savannah Shane here. She's been in once last season, I think. Yeah, so she was up at the very 
the very last meet of the season, little did we know at the time, you know, at Penn State, and she got a 9925. So mm-hmm. she's another one of those athletes that came out and said, like, hey, what's up? Look at me. I'm amazing. And she has a triple twist that she does on floor. So, so. clean, so high, so, so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, again, just having those options, you know, you can flip this lineup around throughout the season. If someone needs a break, put someone else in. That's what having that depth does for you. I'd also like to mention the amount of all-around potential for Florida. So, you have Trinity Thomas, obviously. Alyssa, if she's doing bars consistently, she's a you know potential all-rounder there. Peyton Richards, she was doing all-around last season. I, I expect her to do that again this season. And then also possibly Megan Skaggs, depending on, you know, if, if she's consistently in the beam and floor lineups. Yeah, but, you know, as of our predictions today, the way we have it, she technically would be an mm-hmm. all-rounder. All four of those would be all-rounders based off our lineup. So that's really exciting for Florida. So what are your thoughts as a whole? Like, how do you feel overall about Florida as a team and, you know, what their chances are this season to get back to the top? Well, you know, we mentioned how good they were looking last season. I think that they're going to pick up right where they left off and they're going to come in this season and be just as strong, if not stronger. I truly see them being contenders for the national title at the end of the season and, you know, giving Oklahoma a run for their money. You know, in recent years, it's been about Oklahoma and, you know, we saw UCLA in there too pop in and win a national title, but it's, we haven't seen a team really be able to, I don't want to say challenge Oklahoma because there definitely are teams that challenge Oklahoma, but when it comes down to the national championships, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, at the end of the day, always is doing what they have to do and they have what it takes. Um, I think that this Florida team, I don't know. We, we, we'll never know what 2020 could have been like, but I do believe that the team they had last season, had it not been canceled, could have been that top team. Oh, 100%. They were 100% in contention for that. And I think that they're going to be, you know, in contention again this season. I think overall... They're pretty even-keeled across all four events. I mean, they really don't have one event that stands out, you know, more than the other. There's not an event that's weaker than the other events. They're pretty great across the board. I think that Jenny mentioned they have depth. I agree with that. To me, it seems that bars is probably the event where they might have... They have depth. They have options. Maybe not as strong of options. Right. When you have a team with so much talent, you kind of expect that same level throughout your lineup and even in your depth and your 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 options for yes. people to come in. So you want to maintain that level. And that's where sometimes it's it's tricky for a team like Florida because you might have to step in somebody that doesn't have the experience or they're not as great on that event as, you know, somebody else. But either way, you know, just kind of looking back over our lineups that we have right now, I feel good about this team. Again, I think that they have enough depth on really every event. Um, And I'm just really excited to see what this team can do. I think that Beam and Floor, I see being their strongest events, in my opinion. But again, I think that really all across the board, we can expect a lot from this team and they're going to do really big things. Thank you so much to Jenny and Alyssa for taking the time to join us this week. We'll be back next week with another season preview. We have another top team that we're in the process of scheduling, so we're going to keep it a secret for now, but be sure to check back on Monday to find out what team we break down next. Again, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving if that's a holiday that you celebrate, and of course, we wish good health for you and your loved ones with the holidays coming up. I know a lot of people are going to be getting together with family, so please just stay safe, and we love you guys. We will talk to you next Monday. Bye. Bye.